with one specific niche, it's easy for us to be just incredibly good at that market where a lot of other firms are, they can have clients all across the board and hundred different industries, 20 different business sizes and things like that. And so it's hard to always be very honed into each individual's needs. And I say that only because you know, we've had a lot of people working with other firms that just didn't know about this. They know about the ERTC, but they didn't know about the recovery startup part, right? So work with us, we're bringing it up to them, ask them about it. And if they don't know, reach out to us, right? You need to know about this because if you don't submit and apply for this by the end of this year, you're likely not going to be able to receive it. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. On today's episode, we bring back Micah Cannon, COO of Club Capital. And we talk about this tax credit that many of you may have been wondering about, heard about. And so we're specifically going to help you to be able to answer the question, is my agency or are you eligible for ERTC? What is it? How did it come about? And Micah does a really great job talking around four different main things that can potentially help you to be able to qualify. And I think that whether you're, if you're a club capital client, obviously reach out to your account manager to talk to them if you haven't already. And then number two, if you're not a club capital client, you're going to want to reach out to somebody on the team and talk to them after you hear from Mike. I, I learned a lot and I felt like I have a pretty good understanding of this, but he does a really great job around walking through the four main things that's important for you to consider as a small business owner about whether or not it makes sense for you to be able to file for ERTC credits. All right, without further ado, here's my conversation with Micah Cannon. This podcast is brought to you by Autopilot Recruiting. Join over 1,200 State Farm agents in putting your recruiting on autopilot. Any successful insurance agent will tell you how important team is. Finding those rock star team members doesn't happen when left to chance. It happens through consistent recruiting. You never know when you're going to lose a team member, and the key to an incredible team is constantly searching for the best talent. Autopilot Recruiting is a continuous recruiting service where you'll be assigned a recruiter that has been trained to recruit on your behalf every business day. This recruiter will take over and revamp your career plug, send out assessments, do pre-screened phone interviews, and schedule your in-office interviews. All you need to do is to show up and give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. This ongoing service is extremely affordable and a no-brainer for taking your insurance agency to the next level. Listeners of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast, go to autopilotrecruiting.com and use the code CLUBCAPITAL to get started. Again, autopilotrecruiting.com and use the code CLUBCAPITAL to get started. Micah Cannon, welcome back to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Thank you for having me uh, yet again, Bradley. I'm talking to you a lot recently. You were so popular last week. I had to come, had you come back home. No, there's just a lot for us to, to be able to talk about. And these now Wednesday episodes really kind of started from you and I having conversations. And we thought we really need to put some of these conversations on the podcast. I think people would get something out of it, but it really actually is here to be able to serve our listening audience to help them. And so today we wanted to talk about something that's been pretty popular, a big topic of discussion. I know for you guys and the team at Club Capital, which is, ERTC. 
before we get into that and what that is and are you eligible, et cetera, and just answer some of the questions around that, I thought I would just give you an opportunity to just kind of talk about it's kind of been the wild, wild west over the last couple of years. I mean, from March of 2020 and then everything that's kind of came out from COVID and all the support programs from the SBA. And you just kind of take back and your thoughts around just generally what you've seen over the last couple of years for the agency clients that Club Capital serves. And then we can get into specifically your ERTC. Yeah. So the last couple of years, I mean, just like a lot of people will kind of will attest to have just been very unpredictable when it comes to business. Obviously, I just like everybody else kind of looks at their own business industry, industry news. Obviously, I'm very much, you know, involved in some of our own industry news. And we are not the only firm, you know, accounting finance advisor and DAX firm that has been having just totally fully upended <laughs> the way in which we've been doing business over the past couple of years. And I don't mean that to say, oh gosh, we weren't ready to go virtual because that's definitely not how our firm was. But it's really just how much our business has changed as well as how much small businesses have been impacted financially over the past couple of years. And with that, how much has the government has, you know, allowed, enabled and enacted to be able to support and help them over the past couple of years. And so a combination of uncertainty and as well as all sorts of different government programs that are out there, generally people have been looking to accountants and tax advisors way more than they have in the foreseeable past. And it has definitely changed the way in which Club Capital has delivered its services, designed some of our services and our tax packages. Because bottom line, we're doing services now that we've won, we have never done, nor has the entire rest of the country. Yeah. Right. So there's been a lot over the past couple of years for us to learn, which I think is sometimes good to remind all of our clients and prospective clients is that Club Capital, as well as any other firm you talk to about, you know, some of these credits or programs or all sorts of things. If anybody is calling themselves an expert on this, you should take that with a little bit of grain of salt, right? This is all new over the past two years, right? So you didn't study this in college for a number of years from a textbook that was written 30 years ago, right? This is all brand new. And so I think everybody's doing the best they can to really be able to put their best foot forward and try and help as many businesses as they can. And that's certainly the way in which we at Club Capital have approached everything that's been new over the past couple of years. Just makes me think about, you know, I had some involvement in the medical field and you talk about physicians practicing medicine. I mean, my goodness, there's a lot of this that's kind of practicing business and practicing taxes in the constant, ever-evolving landscape and environment, which is tax. And in the midst of all of that, you not only had COVID, but you had a presidential change, which obviously changed the way that they started to view taxes and philosophies around that. So it's another reason why we decided to start doing these Wednesday episodes is because as things continue to change, we want to be able to get that out to the listening audience as, as quick as possible so that we can answer some of these questions to people that they may have because people don't know and they're trying to navigate it the best that they can. And so I think that these different Wednesday episodes that we have coming out are going to be really helpful to be able to provide more value to people. So what was the intent originally of the most recent one 
with ERTC? What's the intent behind it? And kind of give us the high level of that first, and then we can kind of start getting into eligibility requirements, et cetera, for somebody to be able to say, hey, am I actually eligible for this? That's out there. Sure. So yes, the ERTC, just you know, for everybody to know, that's the Employee Retention Tax Credit. And so this was something that was, it's not brand new. It originally was a part of the CARES Act, which first came out in March of 2020. So it was originally what came out with the payroll protection program, which generally everybody knows about now. And certainly, you know, most small business owners were able to utilize. But the employee retention tax credit came out then. So it's not brand new, but I think there's been this renewed interest in it over the past, certainly over the past two months, but really over the past probably six to eight months of saying, wait, is this something that my business is eligible for? And so the employee retention tax credit, you know, very much in the spirit of what the CARES Act was for was to help small business owners be able to keep people on payroll. What the government wanted was for people to keep working, right? And for small businesses, they were in essence, and, and most businesses were saying, you know, hey, we might not be able to keep them on payroll. Right. And so this was to be able to say, okay, well, we will help you keep them on payroll. And so initially you got to remember a lot of tax regulation. This is all law, right? This is all legal documents, right? So the way in which this was written and then certainly put into force is that you could not be eligible for ERTC if you were eligible for PPP, the payroll protection program, right? So generally, most small business owners, most of the clients that we work with were all eligible for that. So it made them not eligible for ERTC. Right. So it was just, okay, well, this is something we don't need to worry about. Right. And so for a lot of small business owners, that's what happened. Right. Is okay, we don't need to worry about it. And so why this is kind of coming back around is that they continue to make some changes to this law and to the eligibility criteria. And so they started to do that, I believe, gosh, 2022, I think late 2021 into early 2022, starting to relax some of those eligibility requirements and saying, no way, if you did have PPP, you can be eligible for it. And so that primarily right there is the biggest reason why we've had just much more of an insurgence of people wanting to know a lot more about it, understand more about it. And we've been doing our best to try and get to our client base and others within the industry to say, hey, this is something you need to pay attention to. That makes a lot of sense. And whenever it starts to get out there, you know how it is when people grab a hold of it. And they, listen, you would certainly agree with this, that you want people, anybody that's eligible for money that's out there, man, you want to be able to go and get that as a small business owner. Business is hard enough. And so if you're able, the government's going to give a program that you're actually eligible for. My goodness, take advantage of that, right? (laughs) So they relax the PPP requirements. And so if you had that, now you can actually be potentially eligible for this. And so what are some of the basic things about, okay, well, for me to know whether or not my business, my agency would qualify? Yeah, so there's a lot to the ERTC that would probably not be best for a podcast to get into the very specifics when it comes into exact dollar amounts, you know, per quarter, per team member, or things like that. Bottom line, it's a sizable amount of money for small businesses. It's based upon a per team member credit to, you know, back based upon what you have paid them. Obviously, there's a max that you can receive. It's definitely very impactful financially if your business qualifies. And so 
I think I'll leave it at that in terms of financials of it and then get into what makes you qualify, right? Because I think that's the biggest thing to cover here. There's really like three different areas to where a business owner, specifically with club capital agency owners, can qualify. And one of the first ways that really nicked a lot of people from the get-go that really disqualified them off of one statute was, did your revenue decline, in essence, pre-pandemic to post-pandemic, to post the start of the pandemic? And so something that you have to look at too, one of the main dates that the government uses for the pandemic and, and for financials and taxes is February 15th, 2020. And so thinking about that date as kind of pre versus post. And so did your revenue decline pre-pandemic to post-pandemic? And they end up doing this by quarter, right? So compare a quarter pre-pandemic to a, the same quarter post-pandemic, right? So example, Q3 2019 to Q3 2020. Did your revenue decline by 25% or more, right? And so what they're trying to do here is say, hey, if your business actually was financially impacted by the pandemic, you should receive some help to keep employees on payroll, right? And so specifically where we work in the insurance market, you know, luckily, I think the insurance market wasn't wildly hit, you know, financially by this. A lot of agents, you know, have been able to keep up revenue or grow revenue a little bit throughout the pandemic. And so immediately they would qualify based upon this. And they also were not really shut down comparison to like a restaurant was, right? So another caveat was, was your business fully shut down? or told to, you know, like that you could not come into the office, things like that. And so, yes, you were able to not come into the office, but were you still operating? Was everyone working from home? Yes, right? So it's been really hard to kind of take that angle, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. not like a restaurant where you were shuttered. You know, everyone went from home. Now, did that impact productivity? Yeah, likely. We can all say that. But I think it's hard to make that case when everybody was still working, right? Or else generally every single business in the entire country can qualify for this, right? So if they're putting it as a qualifying metric, then you would have to say, well, no, I don't really qualify under this, right? Or else just keep it open, right? Why have it as a qualifying metric? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of people initially did not qualify for this until late, until as of late. So one of the things that came in that agents really, really need to know about, especially for newer agents, is something called the recovery startup. So they came out with something that said, wait, if you started your business in the pandemic, and in essence, have no way of showing a decline in revenue, right from pre pandemic, then you immediately qualify. We want to help new businesses especially those that started in you know, what is the hardest time to start yeah. a new business, we will just automatically help you. I mean, there's a couple yeah. qualifications that you have to be under a million in revenue, have less than 100 employees, but especially for most small businesses, that is them, especially if they just started, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can almost immediately qualify. So if you are listening to this and have started your business after February 15th, 2020, you should contact us about helping you with ERTC. It's called the recovery startup. We've seen so many clients, not every CPA and tax firm is created equal. What we have done at Club Capital is hyper-focused into our specific niche and kind of what impacts them. And so with one specific niche, it's easy for us to be just incredibly good at that market where a lot of other firms are, they can have clients all across the board and 100 different industries, 20 different business sizes and things like that. And so it's hard to always be very honed into each individual's needs. And I say that only because you know, we've had a lot of people working with other firms that 
just didn't know about this. They know about the ERTC, but they didn't know about the recovery startup part, right? So work with us. We're bringing it up to them. Ask them about it. And if they don't know, reach out to us, right? You need to know about this because if you don't submit and apply for this by the end of this year, you're likely not going to be able to receive it, right? Yeah. So you need to know about this. It's really just a shoe in right? And especially for those that are just starting out, anybody could use 10, 20, 30, 40,000 in additional funds to be able to help reinvest into the business. So definitely recovery startup is a big one. We have helped hundreds of brand new agencies with this over the past year that we've been applying for this. So that is the biggest one. They've really taken out the qualifying metrics for those that just started, right? Mm -hmm. They just said, hey, if you started your business during the pandemic, we'll help you out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the biggest one. And then the next one that we're seeing definitely a lot more questions and interest on is due to a recent kind of change in some of the eligibility requirements where everybody is familiar with the term supply chain disruption at this point. It is every business's go-to for anything that's wrong right now, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, sorry, you didn't get your muffin in time. There's a supply chain issue. Because of all the supply chain disruption, specifically, I think one of the biggest ones, you know, just globally as well as uh, that impacts our market is the auto industry due to supply chain, due to uh, chip shortage, et cetera, is that they've actually put a supply chain kind of clause into the legislation that if your business was impacted by the supply chain, you can qualify for the employee retention tax credit. And I'm obviously not reading the entire legislation here, but the legislation is generally vague around this and the tax code that they put out for this is very vague. And so really, our firm has been reacting to a lot of questions from current clients that are being approached by a lot of firms asking them and telling them that they qualify for this. And so it's good to note that, I mean, there are just a ton, a ton of companies that are spawning up because of the employee retention tax credit, because it is a sizable opportunity. There are a ton of people, a ton of businesses that qualify for this that don't know about it, right? And so if that's the case, it's a good idea to go after that and help them, right? That being said, I think there's a good way to go about it. And there's also, I think, a way to take advantage uh, of a lot of business owners mm-hmm. that don't know about it. Just a little bit of backstory here. When we, Club Capital, found out about ERTC and Recovery Startup and everything, you know, our first thought was, how do we help? We already know in our CRM that we have a couple hundred clients that we could help with this that need to apply for this. And so we said, okay, we either need to go get some help, right? Or we need to do this ourselves. And if we did it ourselves, we got to hire a lot of people. It's a lot of work to do, right? One, we got to figure out how do we do all of this. Two, we got to have the people to do it. And so initially we thought, okay, well, why don't we just partner with another firm that was kind of claiming to be an expert on this already to have them come in and help us do this? And so we talked to a good number of firms and they all had an interesting just model around it where they wanted to take 20 to 30% of the eligible credit that a business was going to get as their fees. Hmm. And they were saying, okay, well, we'll give you a discount or we'll give you rev share. Our thought from the beginning was this just doesn't seem right. I mean, it seems like a great revenue opportunity, but it doesn't seem like it's priced based upon the work that has to be there. And 
look, we're all in business. We understand profit margins and value and everything too. You know, but I think you can do that without just flat out kind of exploiting the business owner on this. You know, doing what's necessary to help a business owner get twenty thousand dollars is a lot of times the same amount of work that helps a business owner get a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So should you be making that much more for your services mm-hmm. for that? And so we just didn't think that was right. And so we ended up deciding to, you know, at the end of the day, these firms are hopefully just helping clients. They're getting money that they didn't have, right? Which is a positive. But we wanted to approach it differently. Since we know our market, we know what goes into it, and we know the types of businesses that they are and the sizes that they are. We said, look, we can do a fixed price on this. The way in which you have to apply for this, you have to do it per quarter that you're eligible. So in essence, we just charge per quarter, whether you're in 10,000 or 50,000 or whatever that is, we just charge per quarter in doing it. But I give this backstory because there's just a ton of firms out there that are really trying to rake it in while there's opportunity. Obviously, ERTC is going to be gone before we know it, but there's an ERTC.com or ERTCspecialist.com that are out there and people that are, I think, taking advantage of this right now. And so there's a lot of people that are being just targeted by companies saying, we will apply for this credit on your behalf. And so then they're coming to us uh, and some of them are coming to us for a second opinion. And so really where a lot of people are getting contacted right now is around supply chain. They're being told this is definitely something that they are eligible for. It's written right in the law and it is. And I think it's definitely an opportunity. You got to know the background though. And you got to know that there is some risk to that. Very unlike recovery startup and did your revenue decline? or not, was your business impacted by supply chain is much more of a gray area. Yeah. Right. And so you can, by all means, make the case. And we're helping people apply for this that think that they can. Right. But it's definitely a gray area. And so what we mean by that is we're happy to kind of help process because we know how to file for credits for those. And it's not something that we blatantly think is not eligible. It's enough of a gray area that we say, look, upon additional review by the IRS, it's possible they might say these types of businesses are not, right? This was initially meant for this type of business, not this type of business. And so we are starting to see that quite a bit right now. Yeah, I would say the conversation you and I had last week we were talking about CFO services and you said, hey, look, we're not making the decision for you guys, right? We're not saying don't go hire those two people or do hire those two people. We're just going to make sure that you've got all the information out there so that you can make an informed decision. It feels the same way here to be able to say, look, this is how we're interpreting it. This is how we're reading it. It goes back to one of the very first comments I made about we're practicing this too. Right. I mean, practicing that we're trying to figure this out too. And we're trying to find every way to be able to get people, but understanding that if they come back and revise the legislation or make it more clear, then there could be some changes that you would need to be aware of. That's what I hear you say. You agree? Yeah, absolutely. From what I've heard from people that we've talked to to help think about this, is I think we're being a little bit more transparent about what's in the legislation and what the rules are and what the rules aren't or what is a gray area and being a little bit more cautious around this to say, Hey, this seems like it's possible, but it's not like guaranteed. It's not like, it's not a slim dunk. 
Yeah. So I think we can definitely help do the processing, you know, on this. And it's very likely that this is definitely within the spirit of the legislation and what they were wanting. Um, mm-hmm. But it's possible it's not. And, you know, who knows? It might, you know, they might ask for it back later, right? But until they put out some clear guidelines on it, that's kind of our stance, right? And to your point, too, I think of, you know, like practicing medicine, the same thing with practicing law, right? This is very much kind of on the legal side, too. Of, very much so. This is how we interpret it, right? And the reason I say that, too, is there's no precedent right now. There's no precedent case out there that says, oh, based upon this case, you cannot. So until there's something to say, hey, this is the stance, I think it's a gray area. And it's definitely something that is very possible that can help, you know, definitely in the insurance industry, if auto industry was impacted, which impacted auto sales for insurance, auto sales, and then insurance sales, um, it is very likely. I mean, that's the case and it could impact the entire industry. Bradley saying this with zero information, Micah, if you want to chime in on this, feel free, but I don't know if it's true or not, but I've read things around X many thousand IRS agents being hired. (laughs) Just leave that for what it is, right? And it's just something to be aware of. I don't know if that means that they're going to come in and start auditing everybody. I, I don't know. But I mean, there's at least something that I'm thinking about as a business owner. I'll just say it that way, right? Am I willing to take the risk around certain things, whether it's ERTC or anything else for that matter? You know, I mean, there's people obviously that want to, the gas pedal down on aggressiveness, and then <laughs> other people are just not comfortable with that. We're going to have, obviously, in a few weeks, I'm going to be talking with someone on your team about the value of tax planning. So we'll go much deeper into that in a few weeks on one of our upcoming episodes. We're going to talk about some other tax rules that are out there. We're going to do a webinar recast in a few weeks about about a few. So we've definitely got a lot more value coming out on these Wednesday. But before we close for today, anything else stand out around whether it's ERTC or any other things that somebody, a business owner needs to be thinking about possibly taking advantage of that may sunset by the end of this year? Um, I don't think anything that stands out, I think, too much by the end of this year. Nothing that's fully going away, I think. And from our tax team, we'll go over this a little bit more on the tax planning side, probably. But there is something going away this year in terms of total percent of bonus depreciation for Section 179, which is uh, vehicle depreciation. So you won't be able to take the full 100% of the value of the vehicle this year, which isn't huge. I mean, it's definitely some, some, definitely a change for a very popular depreciation tactic. But she can go over that more. I think when, it, especially when it comes to credits or programs related to the CARES Act or the pandemic, I definitely don't think there's too much outside of the ERTC. I think ERTC is definitely the big ticket item for most yep. small business owners right now. All right. So if they're a club capital client, they obviously should get in touch with their account manager, their mm-hmm. dedicated account manager. If they're not, but they want to speak with someone on the team, where should they go? Reach out to us online. We have a contact form on our page as well as just schedule a demo on the top right-hand side of our webpage, which is www.club.capitalno.com there. And just book a time with one of our team members. Every single one of our sales team members knows everything and more that they need to know about ERTC. So please book some time with them. They'll help walk specifically through your situation. And if we can help, if this is something that we can help with, we'll get you set up right away. All right, my man. Enjoyed having you back on. Awesome. Thanks so much, Bradley. 
Hey, I hope all of you are enjoying these new Wednesday episodes. We're going to continue with this. And I just want to share, in addition to obviously last week, we talked about CFO services this week, ERTC. We're going to talk about, we're going to do some webinar recast in the future. We're going to have the Club Capital Leadership Team come on in the future. We're going to talk about the value of tax planning what some common cash flow pitfalls are, et cetera, doing a lot to just continue to add value. So if you could do me a favor and just share this with one other person and then maybe consider giving us a five-star review on Apple or on Spotify, that would help us so much to be able to reach other small business owners and agency owners just like yourself. All right, everyone. Hey, give a shout out to our podcast sponsors, Direct Clicks, obviously Club Capital, Coach P, and rock solid assistance. They've been with us for a really long time. If you want to be able to hire our growth assistant to help you in your small business, whether that's through marketing services, digital marketing, whether that's with, oh goodness, Ellie on my team does so much, uh, you know, whether it's social media content planning, et cetera, rock solid can help put an assistant to be able to help you with all those things. In addition to be able to help you hire an executive assistant which I've started calling more like a growth assistant because at the end of the day, that's really what helps to do. So go to rocksolidassistance.com. And speaking of marketing, if you want to be able to grow your business with high quality leads for your sales team, there's no better to work with than direct clicks. Go to directclicksinc.com. And if you want to develop your team so that they have, once they have those leads, they actually learn the right word tracks and scripting around being able to have more conversions with those leads. That's when developing and pouring into your team is so important. And David just does a fantastic job in his program. Coach P, meet twice a week with him. Obviously, there's an agency only call and your team members can join in this. And I think that's a huge value add that's very different from a lot of programs is that not only you get developed, but also your team does. When somebody's getting it done at the highest level, go to coachpconsulting.com. All right, everyone. Until next episode, lead well.